Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey, I was just calling to find out, are you going to be doing that new challenge with me? Uh, when does it start? It starts tomorrow. Um, I'm going to have to catch you on the next one. Hmm. Okay. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into getting you ready or actually finding out. Are you ready to move forward? I'll see you on the flip. All right, it's that time of year. And how would I be as your practical priestess of wisdom if I didn't get you ready and help you with your mental mental strengthening and your wisdom strengthening to help you get through this season? Oh, yes. You're going to be bombarded with challenges, resolutions, get right, new groups. Let's do this. You know, let's make this year great. And those are great. But there is something that I want to take the time to help us all get ready for. All right. And so one of the things that people don't realize is that a lot of uh, what keeps us from engaging in these new behaviors and in these ways to move forward has to deal with all of the emotional um, and the mental energy that is underneath those actions because we've talked about this before but you guys want I want you to realize that feelings lead to emotions lead to thoughts lead to behaviors and so a lot of times we are dealing with things based on the behaviors that uh, were created by unchecked emotions and Get this, you guys, underneath that, it all boils down to this this one default setting that we all come equipped with in our in our life. And that is the concept of pain. They have um, when I say they, I'm talking about researchers in the field and study of uh, human performance and um, um efficiency, uh, neurosciences, and a whole bunch of other ones in the psychology fields have been continuously doing research, uh, quantitative and qualitative research, to figure out where we are. There have been new breakthroughs in looking at um, ego strengthening as opposed to ego depletion. They've finally agreed that there is no such thing as uh, running out of willpower, They've debunked that. Uh, There is no correlation with sugar 
and being able to boost your willpower again and some other stuff that I'm not going to bore you with. But what I am going to say is figuring out if you're ready to move forward boils down to are you ready to evaluate and strengthen, sure up, if you will, the way you process pain. All right. And the reason why I'm talking about processing pain is because it is underneath a lot of the machinations and the things that we do that keep us either from achieving things or actually from uh, actually achieving things. Um, I just got through reading a wonderful book. Uh, it's called Indistractable, and it's by uh, Nir Eyal, who wrote Hooked. I've talked about that book here as well. And um, well, it's two authors, Julie Lee and Nir Eyal. And this uh, concept of indistractable, uh, it, I'm going to be talking about it a little more on some other podcasts. But for today, he has a section in there that talks about how we want to reframe our understanding of distraction and what uh, keeps us from doing what it is we know we need to do and even the things that we want to do. And going down the uh, reasoning trail with Nir Eyal, he talks about how even when we think of the concept of pain and pleasure, most of the time our pleasure is derived out of trying to figure out a way to not have pain. And everything is about our relationship to avoiding pain. So, Let's get into, um, because I'm not going to keep you long, I want to give you uh, five areas to look at with regards to uh, your pain management and your awareness of it so that you can get strong and ready to move forward, okay? So let's get into it. So the first thing uh, I want to point out is that a lot of times we fail to respect the old, the known are the common. Uh, There is a famous saying that says, you know, we have a contempt for things or people that we know. Uh, We take for granted things that uh, are at our disposal. And it is part of this hedonistic adaptation that we have in our lives. And that's a fancy way for saying that we are always made to strive. We always want something new. And once we get that something new, we get used to it. And then our constant of needing something new continues to drive us. That is how you can end up having people who love cars, they lust for a car, if you will, they get it, and then it loses its luster after a period of time, and they keep getting either bigger, stronger, more expensive, more exclusive cars, and it's still never enough. And that is called the hedonistic adaptation. We used to call it the hedonistic treadmill because you're always on this treadmill, but The treadmill is not a good representation of what we're talking about here because the treadmill, you go nowhere. With the hedonistic adaptation, you're always going somewhere. And that brings me to why you need to respect the old and how it relates to our avoidance of pain. Because as we continue on this hedonistic um, uh, adaptation to get more and more and more, we get to a point where 
it's too painful to try to get more, but it's also way too painful to lose what we've already gained. You see, the way we're wired, we don't like to have to regress. We don't like to have to be knocked back down some pegs. We don't like moving from what we consider our basic needs and comforts to something more Spartan or less than. Think about it. What if you come to a place and it's just wilderness and you get to the point where you're like, I got to get some shelter and you manage to build a little protective uh, hut. And then while you're in that protective hunt, hut, that gives you some time so that you can go out and fail some trees and clean them up and start to build you a cabin. And then once you get your cabin, you're able to start uh, putting other things into it, like indoor washing and plumbing and all of these things till you get to the point where, hmm, this area is too small for all the other little comforts of wouldn't it be nice if I had X, Y, and Zs. So you then move to building something a little nicer. This time it's got studs and sheetrock and a nice roof and it's probably got some more square footage. But after that, you're like, hmm, I want to get some transportation, but I don't want my transportation to stay out in the rain or in the elements. So you add on an addition, but then you're like, hmm, I want more. Maybe I want a motorcycle and a car and all of these other things. You go out, you either make them or figure out how to get them. And thus your, your things need more space and you keep elevating and moving it up to the point where you end up with a 3000 square foot home with a three or four car garage. And if someone were to tell you that to continue to keep this up, you must make this amount of money. You must be doing this thing. You must be keeping up with this race. There gets to be a time when you're constantly just running forward and forward and forward, trying to keep what you have, all the while being blind to the fact that you're striving for more. It's never enough. And on top of that, you're finally to a point where you're in a double bind because to not keep up with what you are right now, means that you might have to go back to that hut. And oh my gosh, you can't do that. That's too, you guessed it, painful. And so we tend to not respect the old. And there's nothing wrong with our hedonistic adaptation when it is checked. But there comes a time when we have to stop taking the things that we have for granted, or we have to stop having only a singular a perspective or a perception of something that's old. We have to start giving appreciation, meaning giving new value to the stuff that we already have. And with this new appreciation, we'll start to realize truly if it's time for me to give it up or to keep it. I like to think of Con Marie's way of how she helps people to organize and, and get through the clutter in their lives. And she talks about asking the item, does this still spark joy for you? And if it doesn't, then release it with a grateful thanks. And that is to me, a great way to respect the old because what it does is it takes away the pain 
of separation and loss. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more in this podcast today. And so when we talk about getting a respect for the old, understanding that we are creatures made to be on this this ever um, moving forward of acquiring more. That's the hedonism in us. That's the seeking of pleasure that we're always on. But unchecked, we can't ever stop to just appreciate what we have. We get contempt for it because, oh, I already have it. And if you if it goes unchecked, then you get into that problem of great pain where it's too painful to keep going the way you've been going of just acquiring more and more and more. And it's also too painful to think about going back to what you had before because that's a regression and the mind and our and how we deal with things is just it's just too hard um there are entire religions that help people deal with this if you just even think about the buddhist ways of where suffering comes from through the acquisition of things and how if you learn how to release some of those things then you will find a certain peace. Uh, I, I have been watching some, some people who have acquired a lot only to get to this point where they run into this wall and they're like, enough is enough. And they've gone the opposite way of, of minimalism. Well, I'm, I don't have time today to deal with how making that extreme choice might not be the best way for a lot of people or some people. Uh, but just suffice it to say, Deal with the underlying issues and then it'll, you'll be able to um, deal with the proximate things, you know, the things in your periphery a little bit better. All right. So not respecting the old is one of the things that keeps us from truly moving forward in the right way. The next one is, is us not having learned to spot or to take our lessons. Everything that we do in life has a lesson if we would but take the time to meditate on it, look for it, seek it out, and then learn it. We have to take the time to realize that there are patterns in our past. There are things that we have been used to being around, but that they have a reason for being around and that there are untaken or unexplored lessons that would help us to move forward so much easier. Um, The pain in this is when you find yourself repeating patterns that are not good for you, you know they're not good for you, and you start asking yourself, why do I always end up doing this? There, um, There was a situation and I was dealing with someone and to me, it was blind. I mean, it, it was um, not blind. It was obvious as all get out that whenever something would happen, they would run. But they couldn't see it that way. And I couldn't help them see it that way. And so I had to get to the point where I was like, you need to learn your own lessons. And it would take some years before that person came back and said, wow, I see what you were saying now. But when they finally started learning to Always look because there's a lesson to be learned in anything that you experience, anything you go through, any patterns that you start to recognize. Learn the lesson, take it, and then graduate. And 
underneath that, a lot of times, as we've said, there is some pain associated with it. Either pain that we're fearing, pain that we're running from, or pain that we're dealing with. You see how a lot of our decisions, our emotions, the way we think about stuff is predicated on this negotiation of our our, our, um, denial or or our need. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to pick the right word. Our need to separate ourselves from pain. All right. So then, so we've got the not respecting the old, not learning our lessons to move forward. And then here's a big one that folks don't realize that everybody deals with, and that is abandonment issues. Uh, there was a famous um, exercise done back, uh, well, it's been done a num- numerous amount of times, so I'm not going to try to uh, give you a date on it. But um, it's an ex- um, um, experiment that involves babies. And these babies are usually around uh, about a year old or so. And what they do is is they take the babies and they put them in the rooms with their mothers. And then they have the mothers leave. And they then observe the babies on what the babies do while the mother leaves. And then they bring the babe, the mother back in and observe what happens when the mother comes back into the room. And based on their observations, they were able to chunk this down into a few ways of how people deal with abandonment issues. And there were different degrees of abandonment. And they tried to say, because at the time when they were doing the first experiment, everyone was trying to normalize what is normal behavior. But as we have continued to grow, we have understood that there's really no normalcy. It's just um, ranges on a bell curve of how people behave with these abandonment issues. And so for some, the abandonment was when they were alone, they were afraid. But when the mom came back, they kissed and made up. Everything was fine. And mom is back. I'm good. And what would happen was during that time, they would come hug the mom. The mom would be like, "Okay, cool. You're fine. And then the baby would go back to playing or doing what it was that they were happy doing when the mother was there before. But then there were some others and there were two uh, areas that they noticed in this abandonment issue when the mother Well, so like when the mom was gone, the babies, most of them were crying. Some of them were like looking around and trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, But but the abandonment issue was seen when the mother came back. And so on, let's call this on the left side, (laughs) on the left side, the babies, when the mom came back, they were crying and they were inconsolable. The mom would pick them up. They would cling to her. She would try to get them to be consoled. And if she made the slightest movement, they clench on tighter and hold on for dear life. Like, don't you ever leave me again? (laughs) You know, and that kind of thing. And they wouldn't play anymore. And now they were stuck to their mother because of this fear. But then on the way on the right side, let's, we're just calling it that way. These babies, when the mother came back in, sometimes they would hug her and then push her away. Or sometimes they would just look at her and they would stay away. And it was kind of like, you left me. I'm going, I I can't trust you anymore. 
I'm going to punish you. I'm not going to get in your lap. I'm not going to love you or whatever. And so it was just a weird display of these abandonment issues. And of course, the first one that I talked about, they tried to call that one the normal one. But Different people behave different ways in different situations when it comes to abandonment issues. And so I wanted to just give you all three of them because these are a lot of things that keep us from moving forward. So there are some unconscious things that drive us. So what happens if you tried something before only to get out there in a bad way or somebody did you wrong, somebody stole from you, scammed you, uh, broke your heart or whatever? And then you don't realize it, but now that another opportunity or another person or another situation that reminds you of that other situation is before you, you can't take advantage of it because of your abandonment issues. Whether it be you're hanging on too tightly to what you have in your hand, you're using the bird in the hand is better than, you know, 20 in the bush or kind of situation or you are in total rebellion. You No, I'm not ever getting duped like that again. And thus, neither one is moving forward. And that is where we talk about these um, unresolved issues that tend to plague people. And they play this psychodrama in the back of people's minds. And it takes doing that other thing of learning to spot and take the lesson for a lot of people to even recognize that, oh, I'm dealing with some abandonment issues. You know, or what about this? You leave before things are finished so that you don't get hurt. I'm going to leave you before you leave me. Or, and it doesn't even have to be people. Say, for instance, you go to a um, conference or a retreat or, or some kind of meeting or something. And you spend, you get a chance to spend a lot of time with people that you've never known before, but you create a bond. So at the end, when it's coming to an end, a lot of times we, as a therapist, I was trained to see who had what type of abandonment issues based on how they handled the end of, or the conclusion of the matter. Some of them would linger and stay and didn't want to leave. And we'd have to end up putting them out and be like, it's time for you to go. We got to close this down. Others, I have a flight to catch. I have to leave. I have to go. And so we were able to see the psychodramas of these abandonment issues playing out in real time. And so I'm just going to let you know, deal with it. Go back, learn the lesson, be honest with yourself, write it out. How did you interact or behave in these manners? And don't say it was because, well, I had to get back for my job or um, that was the best price of the ticket or whatever. No, look at that underlying pain factor that drove you to make that decision. Okay. So, so far we've talked about respecting the old, learning to spot and learn our lessons and abandonment issues. The fourth one is being unprepared for what lies ahead. Let's just face it. A lot of times people don't realize that you're not ready. You don't have what it takes to do what it is you think you want to do. There is this effect called, it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's where uh, the least skilled, least qualified, least educated, least knowledgeable people tend to think more highly of themselves, their knowledge base and their skill than they are. Have you ever seen a person go to a singing competition and they are talking about how great they are and you are just ready for them to just knock 
the knock it out the wall. They open their mouth and they start singing. And you're like, oh my gosh, is like cat scratching, you know? And you can tell that they've not done anything to improve their voice. They make the most um, elementary kinds of mistakes, no breath control, no phrasing, diction, jaw placement, whatever it is. And you're looking at them in amazement. And the funny thing is, is when they get done, you can't tell them that they didn't just kill the thing. They didn't just knock it out the park. This is an exaggerated example of the Dunning-Kruger effect. But a lot of us, all of us, I would venture to say, in some areas of our life are affected by this effect. And thus, we get out, we try to do things, and we fail. And we can't move forward. We keep stumbling. We never seem to get our break. For some folks, this Dunning-Kruger effect makes you think that you are more special than somebody else and that you can take shortcuts to do stuff where people who have studied it and become very good at it every day tread lightly. Okay, so there's that one. Or what about you're just tired. You just have no more tank, no more gas in your tank, no more tank, no more gas in your tank to go or do anything else. The thought of doing one more thing is that trigger that would cause uh, everything to tumble and fall. You're just to that, you're at your breaking point. Or what about this? And this is a lot of times what's driving being unprepared for what lies ahead. You lack the emotional, social, psychological, or even physical skills, training, and experience to handle what comes next. A lot of times we don't progress forward because we can't handle it. We don't have the entry fee. We don't have the key to unlock the magic door because we are not ready. In maturity, we're not ready in um, emotional stability. We're not ready to handle the social glare, the psychological manipulations that are involved. We're just not ready. There are a lot of people that seek out fame, and I think it's a grace that they don't get it. Because if they got it, it would destroy them because they're not ready for what it is they think they want. And underlying from this, Uh, With regards to the pain and stuff, there are sometimes people that have unresolved uh, trauma and shock or even emotional wounds that are trying to run away from that by doing something that they think is going to resolve all of that and make them happy. You know, think about it. If you ever want to figure out where your areas are for uh, for not being able to handle what comes ahead, look and see if there's any emotional unfinished business. You know, maybe you didn't end something right with someone or you didn't handle a situation well. Maybe you need to go make it right with someone and apologize. The 12-step program that's used in AA, Narcotics Anonymous, and, and, and a lot of different programs to be- break the cycle of addiction and... and um, debilitating behavior includes this to help people get to be prepared. You know, it's cutting all of those soul ties and all of those lingering um, energy thieves that keep people depleted and unable to truly make a clean break. You know, so making sure that you have that unfinished business taken care of. And that has to deal with facing a lot of pain and dealing with it. But remember that 
as you're doing these things, you're respecting the all so that you don't have this drive that keeps driving you blindly. You're learning how to spot and get your lessons. You're dealing with your um, abandonment issues. And now you are aware that you have to get prepared. And there is a trying ground and a trying season. This is going to help you to increase your probability of moving forward. And the next one, um, and I'm going to end it with this one, is afraid of the unknown, the fear of the unknown. There is an inherent need to control something in our lives that we cling to. It's because it gives us our grounding. It gives us our sense of self, our sense of identity. It gives us a way to not lose who we are in this vastness of creation so that we can have a home base, a North Star. And when you take that away from people who are unprepared, because I talked about mastery uh, a few times, and I am learning at this time that mastery means that you are learning how to be totally fine with with, with having no control and not knowing what's coming next. All right, so with this fear of the loss of control and what lies ahead, Sometimes people feel paralyzed and they don't realize that they're paralyzed. They're stuck. They're in shock. Um, They have unresolved traumas. um, And it is because they can't either deal with some things or get this. A lot of things are out of their control. And so the few things that they can control, that is what they are clinging to for dear life. And those very things are the things that keep them from moving forward where they would have to endure even more loss of control. And usually that loss of control that they are familiar with is where it doesn't feel good to them. It causes them, you guessed it, pain. Somebody else is controlling their outcome. Somebody else is making decisions for their life and the quality of their life. And it's affecting their emotions and their feelings in a negative way. And so I would be afraid of that too, if that was happening. But remember, you have to start learning to seek out the lesson and take it in everything you do. And this is another part of where we are willing to go to great lengths to avoid as much pain as we can. Because when you have a fear of the unknown, when you have a fear of the of loss of control, your comforts become those things that you cling to. And thus your comfort becomes your coffin. And your coffin is not going to take you anywhere. It's going to keep you right where you are, stuck and buried. And so... I want to ask you now, are you ready to move forward? Can you go through and evaluate the areas in your life where you are doing a whole bunch of energy of trying to either avoid, minimize, or endure the pain that you know instead of the pain that you don't know? Do what you can to move forward by respecting the old, learning from the lessons that are around you, dealing with your um, your abandonment issues, be starting to get prepared for what lies ahead for what you want to do and addressing those fears of the unknown and your loss of control. 
So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiber, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to use our Amazon link at michellespiber.com forward slash AMZ. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.